It's hard not to like the pelican. It's the world's largest water bird, and it usually lives at the coast. But here in Australia, pelicans do the most extraordinary thing. Every decade or so, some birds abandon the sea and journey thousands of kilometres inland to the scorched heart of the island continent, to one of the most inhospitable places on Earth. Why has been a mystery until now. But now we can reveal the secret life of the pelican, the outback nomad. Well, welcome back to the Varmints Podcast, where every week we do a whole bunch of research to educate ourselves and you, the listener, on all things that creep, crawl, slither, fly, jump, hop, and swim on this planet, one animal at a time. My name is Paul, and I am not an animal expert. I'm Donna, and I am also not an animal expert. I tried really hard last week to become an expert, and it did not work. I know, right? It's very sad. Oh, no. I know. Very sad. Hey! Hey. Today we have, a, we're going to talk about pelicans. And just a reminder, go to varmints.podbean.com for links to our audio and our show notes for today's episode. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at at varmintspodcast, all one word, and at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for questions, comments, stories, and suggestions. One of Varmint's t-shirt, one of Varmint's coffee cup, one some Varmint's leggings. Put Varmint's into the search engine over at redbubble.com for all kinds of wonderful merchandise. If you like the show, why not tell a friend about us and introduce them to the podcast? We are everywhere that podcasts are found, and word of mouth is the very best way to help us grow. Oh, I put thank Patreon supporters in here. Paul, you need to thank Patreon I'm gonna... people now. Do that uh, right now. (laughs) (laughs) And we also have a Patreon at (laughs) patreon.com. Patreon.com slash varmints, where several of you are giving us a dollar or a month or a little more. We really, really do appreciate it. It's patreon.com slash varmints. We have goodies for all levels of support. And uh, yeah, so thanks. Yes, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Hey, this week, instead of our news segment, we are going to mix it up a little bit and have a chat with a really great guest that we found, who is a great artist, and he produces a comic called Underdone Comics, Rob Lang. It's an animal comic strip that is sort of environmentally aware and all that kind of stuff, and it's really, really cool. So let's say hello to him. Yay! Hi, Rob. Hi there. Hey, Rob. How you doing? Hi there. How are you guys? I'm, we're, we're doing, doing good. good. Hey, Go Rob ahead. lives in Seattle, and uh, he is a big old animal nerd. His main themes about the comics are about how humans affect the natural world and how mad he thinks the animals should be about it, which is very mad, I would think, wouldn't you, Rob? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the vibe that I get anyway. I don't yes. know if you've read my stuff, but yeah, they're pretty mad. Yep, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're we're huge fans of what you do. <laughs> cool. Well, I appreciate it. 
So for our listeners, will you briefly explain how you came to do the comic and what you want to do with it in the um, future? Yeah, sure. Uh, how I came to be, I just have always um, been fascinated with animals and read about them and watched all kinds of documentaries. And I just have always been a cartoonist as far back as I can remember. So I just always drew and drew. And then all of a sudden I started drawing them in ways that um, that I feel like can inspire people to care more about going outside and making sure that the outside stays natural. And that's just how I uh, came to be. And I just started making more and more. And eventually it is what it is today. As far as the future goes, I'm looking into um, maybe doing some more animated stuff, adding some sound. Um, who knows where it'll take me, really. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's a great comic. There's some comics remind me of the Far Side uh, comics yeah. by Gary Larson. Yeah. And some of them can be really kind of serious. Yeah. It's yeah. I was showing my wife the comics this morning, and she really, really enjoyed them but yeah there's there's poop jokes but then there's always there's also like very serious things like the one i showed her this morning one of them i showed her was i think it was a couple weeks ago you drew a comic that was all about the pangolin you know learn more about the pangolin before they're extinct something along those lines yeah yeah. i have a a series um about learning about different animals before they go extinct and um there, I, I try to make jokes about them, but there's always a, a very sober undertone that um, that's there. And I think that's kind of important for all types of humor, even if you have a bunch of fart or poop jokes mixed in. There's, I feel like there always should be a meaning behind something, and um, that's, that's a very important theme in, in all of the work that I've ever done, for better or worse. Well, we have a very big audience for the poop joke here we are fans of the poop joke excellent yeah we also like the serious stuff as well so yeah definitely and i think your your comic strikes a nice balance between like making you laugh but also making you confront kind of some uncomfortable truths but without being preachy about it i mean it's a nice balance that you strike there yeah exactly yeah um i uh try to make every comic um have some sort of educational bit in there no matter how silly it might be so i always try to keep it balanced and even the really sad ones i try to put a comic spin on them and it doesn't always work out um as funny they are sad a lot but i think that the the message is way more important and as long as it looks appealing that's very important too because it's a vehicle that gets a a message through to the audience that um you know nature is actually worth conserving uh we couldn't agree with you more so let's go ahead and get to our show today we are talking about pelicans let's get to it have you ever wondered about animals what do they look like where do they live why are some of their legs also hands well we have so it's time to learn about animals So, as we said, today we are learning about pelicans. Pelicans are large water birds that make up the family Pelicanidae, and I think they are actually the largest water bird. Their most distinguishing features are their large beaks and large throat pouch. 
Pelicans are found on inland and coastal waters on every major continent except Antarctica, and they have been around for about 30 million years. There are eight species of pelican, the American white pelican, the brown pelican, the Peruvian pelican, the great white pelican, the Australian pelican, the pink-backed pelican, the spot-billed or gray pelican, and the Dalmatian pelican, which is the largest pelican. It can weigh upwards of 15 kilograms or 33 pounds, and two meters or about six feet in length, with a wow. maximum wingspan of three meters or ten feet. That's a big old bird. Don't you always freak out when a bird is really heavy? Oh, yeah. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. You have hollow bones. How are you so big? <laughs> <laughs> the IUCN lists the Peruvian, spot-billed, and Dalmatian pelicans as near-threatened. The other five species are listed as either of least concern or there's just not enough data on them. But as with any animal on this planet right now, there's climate change, which is a real thing, and it can have effect on those numbers. Mm -hmm. So uh, several species are protected regardless of their IUCN status, like the brown pelican. Uh, that's the one we have here, and you can't mess with the brown pelicans, even though there's plenty of them. Least concerned, but still protected. Right. For the moment, there's plenty of them, At the right? moment, there's plenty of them. The word pelican came to us from the right. Greek language. Actually, Aristotle named the pelican. Oh, good on him. The spelling has changed over the years, but not the pronunciation. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was pelican in Greek, it's pelicanus in Latin, and pelican in English. As far as I could see, male and female pelicans are just called male and female pelicans. Baby pelicans are called chicks. A group of pelicans has many collective nouns, so you can pick your favorite. So you can call a group of pelicans a brief, a pod, a pouch, a scoop, or my personal favorite, a squadron of pelicans. Ah, squadron. Come on. That's amazing. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So we're going to talk about some of the physical and behavioral things about pelicans. So my thing is going to be pretty short. Did you guys know that the white pelican, the American white pelican, that the boys get a big bump on their nose during the mating season? Huh. I did not know that. Yeah, it's really cool. I've seen pictures. Oh, yeah. there. I put a picture link in our show notes so you can click it and go and look. It's really cool. Um, in the breeding season, it's vivid orange in color. And the iris is, too. And then the bare skin around the eye and the feet uh, is literally flattened. The orange color is also in the bare skin around the eye and on the feet. So in the breeding season, there's this laterally flattened horn on the upper bill of the males, located about one-third of its length up behind the tip. And this is one of only one of eight species of pelican to have a bill horn. They're the only one that does this. And then it's shed after the birds have mated and laid their eggs. So um, outside the breeding season, the bare parts just become duller in color, and it all kind of goes away. But the little horn falls off and everything. So pretty cool. It's his little sign like, Hello, ladies. I am parasite-free and also available. <laughs> 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 I want some bills from my collection. Does anybody have a collection of the things that fall no. off? Well, I don't know. Cool. I didn't look, oh, but that would, would be, be cool. amazing. Got to search eBay, I guess. I think my um, 
favorite thing about pelicans is, especially if you live in places where there are pelicans, is seeing their different um, behaviors for feeding. Because I used to live in Southern California, and the brown pelicans are these amazing dive bombers. They'll circle around from way up high and then zoom into the ocean with their mouths open and scoop up fish if they catch them or not, and then, you know, kind of plunge out a bunch of water and keep the fish in their in their uh, their sack or whatever it's called that hangs from their their the bottom of their bills. And um, bill sack. Oh, we can go yeah. with bill sack. <laughs> I knew a Bill Sack. He was a nice guy. <laughs> anyway, um, so the the brown or, I'm sorry, the white pelicans are more social uh, creatures. They like to eat together. They'll they'll hang out in some sh- more calm, shallower water and and herd a bunch of little fish like sardines into the shallow end, and then they just all scoop together. Um, and and uh, they seem to, to kind of like each other's company, whereas the brown ones are, are uh, loners. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're really cool to watch. We we have the uh, the brown pelicans here. Mm-hmm. I live on the Gulf of Mexico, so we're we're at the beach fairly often. We're about ten minutes from the beach, and watching the pelicans, the brown pelicans, uh, feed is amazing. When you get you know ten or twelve of them, or even upwards of twenty of them. And they found a little, little pot of fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, just watching them slam themselves into the water is amazing. Yeah, you're right. And they and they do travel in groups, and they're in their squadrons, like you said. And uh, I forgot go. that they do, but they don't really eat together the way that white pelicans do. They, it's almost like they're all dining together, right? Yeah, Whereas yeah. They the, the brown ones will do it by themselves, yep. but yes, in a yep. group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're all kind of fending for them for themselves, but they're all together, right? For sure. We have white pelicans in Colorado, by the way. They migrate okay. through here. Do you really? Right. Wow, I didn't think you had pelicans there. Yeah, they we're on the migration route. Do they stop in the rivers? Yep. And they yeah. yeah, very cool. Yeah. So yeah, that that kind of goes along with the the physical characteristic that I wanted to talk about is. You know, we've all done a belly flop off the diving board at the pool or in a pool and it hurts. So how do pelicans just kind of slam themselves into the water without injuring themselves? And it's because they have several adaptations. Uh, Brown pelicans can dive from as high as 60 feet into the water. And I forget, I didn't didn't think to write it down uh, how fast they're going when they hit the water, but it's pretty fast. They have air sacs beneath their skin on their breasts, and those act like cushions, like shock absorbers. So that's pretty cool. And while they're diving, a pelican actually rotates its body a little bit to the left. And what that rotation does is it helps the bird to avoid injury to its esophagus and trachea, because those are located on the right side of the bird's neck. They're not dead center. Pelicans have also learned over time, over 30 million years, that a steep dive angle between 60 and 90 degrees reduces aiming errors that are caused by water surface refraction. So it's like when you see something in the water, it's not really where you think of it. It is because of that refraction. So pelicans have learned to correct for that error. And we know that pelicans learn this behavior because adults are far better marksmen than young birds, and it's believed that young birds actually look to the adults and kind of learn 
how to kind of refine this already kind of natural behavior so that they can become better better fishermen. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, I wonder if all, you know, a lot, they're finding out a lot of information about handedness for animals, you know, especially in cetaceans. Um, and I wonder if that makes almost all pelicans, what did you say, right-handed or whichever hand. I wonder if they, uh, if that has anything to do with. with I don't that. know. That's interesting. It's where my mind goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Yep. Every show we ever do, there's some question that we come up with that we didn't research, and we go, "Oh, we should have looked into that." Every single show. <laughs> I doubt that anybody has any answers for pelican handedness yet, but you never know. You never know. Disclaimer time! The Varmint's podcast knows it's not fair to compare animal intelligence to human intelligence. But then, Donna and Paul only have the yardstick of themselves, so they're going to do it anyway. So this is the part of the podcast where we have our own dumb little arbitrary scale where we rate an animal's intelligence on on a scale of 1 to 10 1 being like your single-celled amoeba type organisms and 10 being you know animals that are stupid enough to ruin their own planet <laughs> I don't know did you give any thought to how smart you think a pelican is Rob that's really hard to say. Um, I have actually spent some time at a pelican rescue facility in Orange County at California and um, they're they're so mellow. It just seems like they just want to be out searching for fish or flying around. I'm just talking about brown pelicans. Sure. By the way. I didn't really meet many white ones, but um, they just kind of stand there. So I would say that they're a five. I, I would say 10 as far as fishing goes and seeing in the water and 10 as far as flying goes because they're incredibly powerful flyers. But everything else, I don't know. I don't know what they're capable of. I was unable to get any straight answers from them. Yeah. What do you think, Paul? I just kind of think they're really good at being pelicans. I'm going to say five. They're really good at being pelicans. <laughs> I, I thought. So we gave seagulls. I think we gave them a six. So I think I'm going to give pelicans give a six too. Okay. Because why not? Sounds. Well, I don't know. Yes. Sounds fair to me. All right, cool. <laughs> I think seagulls are like an 11, personally, but I think they're really smart. Seagulls are like... But I, we're not talking about se seagulls. We're talking about pelicans. Yeah. Oh, no, that's totally fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> they are always, always watching us and waiting for the perfect opportunity to get food. I mean, they, they clearly have a one-track mind. They just want to eat. But as far as... Um, being focused on eating goes they're an 11 you know <laughs> so fair enough. we're talking prodder willy mind if you know what that is yeah fair <laughs> enough so you're saying that pelicans are significantly dumber than seagulls no no well i mean it depends <laughs> intelligence depends on what you're looking for a, a seagull would admire the way that a pelican get, can get food but a pelican is a 10 as far as fishing goes, you know, but <laughs> seagull probably be like a four or five fisher, you know. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good with that. They're 10 when it comes to dive bomb <laughs> pooping on cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. And shoulders and heads. <laughs> hey, it's good luck, though. That's what I've that's what I've heard. I don't I don't want to <laughs> experience that kind of good luck, but that's what I've heard. <laughs> 
Well, like we said, it's a dumb, arbitrary scale, and you know, we, we like the bumper says we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, we are going to talk about pelic. I almost said seagulls. We're going to talk about pelicans and pop culture and a couple other things, but we're going to do that in a minute. First of all, Rob, I want you to tell yes. everybody about your comic, where we can find it, uh, all the good oh. stuff. Okay. Well, um, I can be found on underdonecomics.com. Probably the best place to view my work is on Instagram. So it's just underdonecomics um, on Instagram. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook as well. And if you'd like, you can become a patron on Underdone Comics patron page, Patreon page. So yeah, we'll put links to all that stuff uh, in our show notes at varmints.podbean.com. So you can look at Rob's stuff and enjoy it like we do and maybe even give to his Patreon. Hey there, everyone. Paul and Don are a couple of nerds just like you. And they don't get to see animals up close and in person very often. So let's talk about where we all see them most of the time. On movies, TV, comic books, toys, and video games. There are not a great deal of pelicans in pop culture, surprisingly, because they're such a weird bird. You think they would be kind of all over the place, but it's it's weird how really, really interesting animals aren't turned into cartoons or video games or TV shows or anything like that. But there is an NBA team called the New Orleans Pelicans, and that team has been around for seven years. They used to be the Charlotte Hornets, and then they moved. The franchise has achieved an overall regular season record of 610 wins and 686 losses, which is not great. They have qualified for the playoffs seven times. Their achievements include two playoff series victories and one division title. They are currently in what is called a rebuilding phase, which means they are really, really bad right now. (laughs) And please, if you're a New Orleans Pelicans fan, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't at me. Uh, They did get a first-round draft pick last summer. At the time of this recording, they are ranked number 11 out of 15 NBA teams with a record of 24 wins and 32 losses. So uh, they'll get better. You know, can only go up from here, I guess. I mean, there's there's four teams that are worse than them, so they got that going for them. (laughs) And Zion Williams, he's going to be a superstar. Actually, he already is a superstar. There you go. So... There you go. Hey, the the Chicago Bulls stunk the first year or so that they had Michael Jordan, so you never know, right? True story. That's it. I know you were waiting for me, but I have no comment about sports ball. I don't know anything about it. I just zoned (laughs) out for the whole time. Sorry. Um, In the Pacific Northwest, um, there's a really good brewery called the Pelican Brewery. Um, I think their their home is in the uh, Cannon Beach city of Oregon, which is a beautiful coastal town. And they also have a couple other breweries, like in Pacific City, which is also a nice town on the Oregon coast. If you've never been to the Oregon coast, it's breathtaking. Oh, yeah. I don't know if either of you have. but I have. I have, too. I wanted to move there. Oh, and there's a Raw Dahl book called Giraffe Pelly and Me, but I wasn't really impressed with the story. I mean, <laughs> that guy can write. Don't don't get me wrong. Raw Dahl is a great writer. 
but the that one wasn't exactly that memorable. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it just, goes, it just goes to show that pelicans are not really in pop culture that much, oddly enough, because it's such a cool bird. I think yeah. Donna has the best pelican pop culture reference today. Yeah, yes. I won. I won the right to Nigel. We're only making plans <laughs> for Nigel, you know? <laughs> Nigel is a character on Finding Nemo. There's not a whole lot of information you need to know about him. He's a pelican. He is a good guy. He helps uh, Nemo find his dad. He helps Marlin. And we're going to play a little clip from the show. And it'll be really funny. All right, Gerald, what is it? Fish got your tongue? Love a duck! I gotta find my son, Nemo! <gasps> Nemo? Hey, 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 he's that fish! You know the one we've been talking about? The one that's been fighting the whole ocean? Hey, I know where your son is. Huh? Hey, wait! Come back! Stop! He's going! He's going! He's crazy! I got something to tell ya! Mine. <laughs> Uh oh. Okay, don't make any sudden moves. Hop inside my mouth <laughs> if you want to live. Hop in your mouth, huh? And how does <laughs> that make me live? Mine? Because I can take you to your son. <laughs> yeah, right. No, oh, I know your son. He's orange. He's got a gimpy fin on one side. That's me! <laughs> 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 oh, that's a big long bunch of sound without much explanation but they're being chased yeah. by seagulls that's <laughs> 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 uh, excellent so uh, Nigel is voiced by Jeffrey Rush. Just so you know. Yeah. Was that it? Yep, that is it. <laughs> he doesn't do much except okay. pelican around <laughs> and be funny. Here's a quote from him. Here's a quote from him. You ready? Go ahead. He says, Sorry if I ever took a snap at you. Fish gotta swim, birds gotta eat. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Uh, Very cool. Yes. Money, what's for dinner? It's the elbow of a snake. (laughs) Money, I can't (laughs) eat that. Well, would you eat that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Donna, would you eat that? No, I would not eat a pelican. How about you, Rob? No. No, thanks. No? No. I no. haven't eaten meat in a long time, and I'm not going to start with a pelican. No way. That would be a bad place to start, I think. <laughs> I think so. All right. <laughs> so, what is... Is it in your food box, Paul? I, uh, no. It is, it's not in my food box. I, w- I would not eat a pelican, only because they're protected. Like, I don't want to eat protected things. Right. But I did find a pretty funny answer to the question on Quora, which I love Quora. So the the question was, and it's oddly specific, do people in Louisiana ever eat pelicans? 
<laughs> so I guess people in Louisiana have an, a reputation for a big food box, I guess. Right. I don't know. So here is the uh, the answer from Quora. You could eat a pelican. That is, it wouldn't kill you or make you sick, assuming the meat was handled properly as for any other bird. But pelican meat is said to be tough and to not taste good. My own experience with pelicans is that they don't smell good when they're alive. <laughs> Furthermore, both species of pelican found in, in Louisiana, the brown pelican and the American white pelican, are federally protected, meaning it is illegal to hunt them. The brown pelican is also Louisiana's state bird and is protected by a state law. In short, I've never heard of anyone willingly eating a pelican. You don't want to eat the state bird. That's just wrong, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do the animal fact of the week. Mama always said that ponies can't dream. Yeah, well, I heard that dogs are made of rope. Our animalologists have been working tirelessly at your local library to combat misinformation and bring you this edition of Animal Fact of the Week. So my Animal Fact of the Week is just a news story that came out about a year or so ago, and it was the uh, it was a white pelican standing in a chip shop in Australia, just standing there very politely, waiting its turn to be served. It is a fantastic little YouTube video. <laughs> Donna reminded me that it existed. And uh, there's really not a lot of audio to play. There's not a lot of story to tell other than this pelican was just standing in the chip shop and, and waiting to be served. And eventually the owner uh, gave her some fish, which was nice. So I want to, we're going to link to the video in the show notes. So I want to read some of the YouTube comments because they're pretty great. Uh, one comment was, of course he's waiting. He's not some common seagull. He's a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Another comment was, one fish to go. Put it on my bill. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I need to, I feel like I need to play this. I thought you were going to put in a rim shot. Hey, it's looping. Why is it looping? Oh my god. Just keep it going for the rest of the show. <laughs> Alright, another comment was, Pelkin has been standing there too long and no service. He's got that I want to speak to the manager look on his face. <laughs> and my favorite comment of all of it and, and I, who knows why this person wrote this comment, but it was perfect. And it was just, Innkeeper, more bread and wine for my men. <laughs> Nerds. Yeah, that made us both very happy. So we'll put the link in the show notes. Uh, varmints, wait a minute, what is it? Varmints.podbean.com, I think. That seems right. Varmints.podbean.com. Yes. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Rob, what is your fact for the week? Well, it's not as funny as that one. Um, but <laughs> it's it, It's amazing, I think, though. Um, they pretty much survived being extinct, at least in the United States, three different times. Once in the beginning of the 1900s, when they were 
um, hunted, almost to completely wiped out um, for hat plumage because, you know, it looks awesome to have pelican feathers in your hat. And then um, in the middle of the 20th century, um, the fishing industry slaughtered them um, almost to extinction again. And then came the DDT, which is a chemical pesticide that everybody, it's um, probably one of the most well-known pesticides um, that was sprayed onto farms. And then, of course, the pesticides got into the waterways and fish started eating that stuff. And so when pesticides are inside of fish, it becomes stronger. And then the, the shorebirds start eating them. And um, eventually this made the eggshells of the shorebirds, like the pelican, um, be very thin, and so they weren't having very many offspring from that point on. And then the people stood up to the DDT and pesticide industry, and that stuff was banned, and then the pelicans have made an amazing comeback for the third time. So, humans be darned, pelicans will keep on trucking, as long as we, we stay out of... Uh, trying to kill them <laughs> hooray yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure well i found a really cool documentary that we were listening to right at the beginning of the show and it is about the australian pelicans migration route that they do every year so basically once a year they head to the inland of australia to breed and it's sort of interesting. There's all sorts of things about it that are sort of unusual. And it's the distance that they go. They follow the rivers that appear during that season. There's a wet season, a rainy season, where these rivers sort of appear out of nowhere, that they don't exist the rest of the year. And they follow these rivers like little highways to their breeding colonies. And there's four inland pelican colonies that have been recorded so far. And um, the documentary that's in our show notes and that we heard at the beginning of the show talks about this trip and why they do it and how dangerous it is and how they're able to get there and the following the rivers and the whole thing. It's really, really interesting. I would definitely watch it if I were you. So, One of the most interesting things I think I found out about pelicans the whole time we were researching yeah i'd like to see it and you can all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes <laughs> <laughs> awesome nice yes rob lang thank yeah. you so much for joining us today it was my pleasure i'd love to do it again or if you don't like me i won't come back we we like you just <laughs> fine we'd love to have you back <laughs> cool you're a swell guy <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. We like him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. We like him. Tell everybody your uh, your Patreon, your website, your all the good stuff one more time before we go. Sure. Um, I'm at underdonecomics.com. You can go to the shop and buy lots of stuff from there on the shop page. Or you can also go to patreon.com slash underdonecomics and help support the cause. And if you just go to underdonecomics.com, you can find links to all sorts of fun stuff like articles that I've written and um, also the Patreon in the shop as well. Excellent. Yeah, excellent. If you like this show, you're going to love Underdog Comics. And I really, I, I do hope you check them out because they're really, I feel like we're playing for the same team over here. Yes. I, they're really great. 
Yes. No problem at all. Let me just say one thing about um, your guys' show. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job, and like you said, we are playing for the same team, and it's truly an honor to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Keep it up. Thanks, everybody, again for listening. Today, this show is produced by me, Paul Chomo. I have technical support by Matthew Chomo, and our bed music is by Kevin McLeod. Our logo was created by the very talented Imran Javed, and our vocal talent for this week is Justine and Santiago and Stacy and Frosty. Yay! Now it's time for the Rugrat Corner. If you have a Rugrat who is eight years of age or younger and they want to be on our podcast, send us a message on Facebook or email us at varmintspodcast at gmail.com for details. We make it super easy for you and your Rugrat to hear their tiny voice on our podcast. Who do we have today, Paul? Today we have returning Rugrat legends, the very funny and popular Duke and Lenny. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Duke and Lenny have something to say about pelicans. Hey, Miss um, Donna. Hi. Hmm. Hi, Mr. Paul. My name is Lennon. My name is Lucas. How old are y'all? Seven. So we just watched some videos about pelicans, right? Yeah. And what did you learn? I learned that, I learned that pelicans eat fish and birds with, with their beaks. And I have like a little hole so they can capture Fish and bird. I heard that pelicans have webbed feet and they can um they can like dive in the water by fl- they fly down in the water like from really high to the ocean to catch to catch their um to get catch the fish. fish. Okay, and what was kind of weird about them? That when they yawn, they look so disgusting. Yeah, they're like, they're like, (laughs) 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 And what else is pelicans? Pelicans are a kind of bird. And a basketball team. That's right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Basketball team. Okay, is there anything else you want to say about pelicans? Do you think that they would be a good pet? Yeah. No. No. I think they would attack you. I think they're. I think they're, they won't. I think they'd be a good pit. Uh, <laughs> do you think that they would be good to eat? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> what kind of birds do we eat? Chicken. Yeah. Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not pelicans. No. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, then we'll just leave it at that. No. Fish eat birds. Okay, say goodbye. Wait, I want to say something. something. What? The pelicans have buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh, okay. I think pelicans have buttholes. (laughs) (laughs) I go for that. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Okay. <laughs> All right, say thank you. Thank you. What is it? <laughs> oh my god, those kids. Maybe we should address that. Do pelicans have buttholes? I mean, yeah. I I guess so. Well, birds have uh the cloaca. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. 
It's kind of like a it's a butthole with bonus features. Yes. Yeah, it's a multi-use hole. Everything <laughs> there you that, go. That comes out comes out through the cloaca. <laughs> it's the Swiss Army knife of buttholes. <laughs> it's Latin <Yeah>. for butthole. <laughs> oh my gosh so uh yeah thanks duke and lenny you guys are awesome thanks for being regrets thanks everybody again for listening and until next time be nice to animals this has been a transmission of the podfix network for more about this show and other great podfix programs go to podfixnetwork.com Fart!